Chapter 19 The future the way it will be if the Yerks win, I said. Taxons using the mall for a hive. I guess that means I can forget about any good sales today. I wanted to sound tough, like I wasn't impressed. But that was a lie. Worms larger than a grown man were crawling through holes in the mall. Skeletons lay across desks in the shattered ruins of our school and clutched the wheels of rusted cars. The air felt strange. The sky was no longer the sky of Earth. The trees were dying. As we circled around the mall, we could see that the tube train made a stop there. The glass tube was raised above the ground about twenty feet, like the monorail at Disney World. But there did not seem to be enough supports to hold it up. It was as if it were just hanging there. Outside the mall, a drop shaft rose up to the tube. A taxon entered the shaft and swept up to a platform that bulged from the side of the tube. Let's stay clear of any taxons, Tobias said. But Marco shook his head. Why? Don't you see? The Yerks have won. So any humans are human controllers. The taxons would just assume we were human controllers. I guess you're right, Tobias agreed. Yeah, so we can go anywhere. Besides, I don't think the Elmas brought us here to get us killed. I relaxed a little, realizing they were right. But still, there was a deeply disturbing feeling about all of it. I will morph into human form, Axe said. The Yerks may be accustomed to human controllers, but they will not have seen any Andalite controllers except for Visser Three. Are you so sure? Marco asked. Maybe in the future, the Andalites lose to the Yerks too. Never, Axe snapped angrily. He began to slowly melt into human shape. Let's hop the train, I said. See where it goes. <laughs> Excuse me? Marco laughed. Climb aboard the Yerk version of Amtrak. I shrugged. You said it, Marco. They'll think we're controllers. And in any case, the Elmas didn't bring us here to get us killed. It is sad about them all, Axe said, now mostly human. They had excellent foods for tasting. 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 The Elemist showed us much of what was excellent in your species and your planet, but he did not mention the sense of taste. Cinnamon buns. 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 And chocolate, too. Yeah, we have to save any species that can invent the warm cinnamon bun, I said. Come on, let's try this. It only took a couple minutes to walk to the drop shaft. As we neared it, a taxon slithered up alongside us. He was racing to get ahead, like a rushing commuter. But aside from that, he paid us no mind. You think the Yerks have a rush hour? Marco muttered under his breath. Quiet, Jake snapped. We're controllers now, not normal humans. The taxon reached the drop shaft ahead of us. He stepped in through the large opening and was immediately swept up onto the platform overhead. We all hesitated to follow him. So I stepped forward. Seconds later, I was on the platform with the others right behind me. We were twenty feet up, and I could see in all directions. I nudged Tobias. A small yerk pool had been built on the roof of the mall, right over the place where the food court had been. It was a shallow, sludgy pool. Half a dozen taxons lounged around it, almost as if they were sunbathing. There were no cages at this yerk pool. Taxons are all voluntary hosts. Another reason not to like them. At least the hork had resisted the yerks. Suddenly, in a rush of wind, a platform came down the glass tube like a bullet. It stopped in front of us, and the taxon quickly slithered aboard. We followed. It was not a closed car like a train, 
It was just a clear platform, open at the front end and the back. There were maybe twenty standard seats, half occupied by human controllers. Toward the back was an open area where the taxon went. At the front were several larger chairs, much larger and made of steel with no padding. Those had to be for hork Space for about four hork maybe two or three taxons, and seats for twenty or more humans. So, there are far more humans around than either taxons or hork I concluded. We would not look out of place. The train launched like a bullet down the glass tunnel. But there was no lurch, and no rushing wind. We just blew along at a speed that poggled the mind. The trip from the suburban mall to downtown usually took half an hour by bus. We made the trip in about a minute and a half. Jake gave me a look. We were getting off here. We rose and left the train. Fast, Marco said. Pete's the bus, I agreed. It was beyond strange, walking the streets of downtown. Entire skyscrapers were simply gone. Others now had wormholes for the taxons. I looked up thirty stories and saw taxons crawling up the sides of a building that used to be the headquarters for a bank. The tallest building in town was the EGS Tower. It was sixty stories tall. It still stood, almost intact. But for some reason, the top two floors had been sheared away, then covered with a glass dome. Pale sunlight sparkled off the dome. It was almost like a beacon. Humans and hork walked the street, side by side. But not in large numbers. In fact, the entire city seemed far emptier than it should have been. We turned a corner and froze. That's where the city arena should be, I said. It's where we saw the circus. The arena? That big department store? That building that used to have the tall antennae on top? They're all gone, Marco said. Just gone. In their place was a yerk pool. A pool of shocking size. It was a small lake, really. You could have ridden around on it in a motorboat and not looked out of place. It was three times as wide as a football field is long. Maybe four times as wide. And all around it were cages, just like the underground yerk pool we knew too well. But there was a difference here. The humans and hork in these cages no longer called for help. They cried, they sobbed, or more often they just stared blankly into space. But they did not call for help. They knew there was no help coming. They knew that hope was dead. We just stared, the six of us. Just stared emptily. A human controller brushed past us, jostling me as she went. Excuse me, I said in a sarcastic voice. A mistake. I knew it was a mistake as soon as the two little words were out of my mouth. The woman stopped. She came back toward us. What did you say? She demanded. Nothing, I said. But she kept staring at me through narrowed eyes. What is your name? I knew that answering Rachel was not going to work. She wanted my yerk name. I tensed up, ready for a fight. Her name is not your concern, Tobias said. The woman sneered. Oh, and why is that? You are spies, that's what you are. Spies! Her name is not your concern, Tobias repeated. His name is your concern. He jerked his thumb at Axe. Because his name is Visser Three.